see we're on day four of our bison hunt, and uh, we've had a few adventures along so far, and um, some new misses and some learning so far. So, actually, I forgot to tell these guys what the Jenny's like. Jenny was saying to me earlier, she's like, "What's your podcast about? Like, are we supposed to be entertaining? Or are we supposed to be educational?" And and, and I was like, "Well, both, obviously." <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's like, I, mean, I was like, do I need to shut up or be the class clown? <laughs> I'm more entertaining than educational, generally. <laughs> jokes through the day. <laughs> so, so for the intention of this podcast for all of us, I mean, like, I just think it's, I mean, I, I think it's fun. I mean, I, it's a pretty unique opportunity to share this experience. Like, we're on a once-in-a-lifetime hunt that, you know, maybe other British Columbians may get this opportunity to experience. So, like, I think it's important to share the information on it. And then some poor sucker's going to be sitting in traffic, like, going through their podcast list, and eventually they get down to the bottom of their podcast. I was like, okay, I'll listen to the UL podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it's interesting enough or funny enough that it just keeps them, you know, makes their day. So um, so that's what, we're, that's what we're going for here. So I think in the first episode, or first sort of bit of the episode, we kind of covered a bit of gear and preparation and anticipation. Um, and here we are, like, a few days into things and I thought it'd be kind of fun to just talk about kind of recap what we what happened in the last few days and uh, and kind of some of the stuff we learned and maybe like and then kind of our plan for how we're going we're going to kill a bison in day five tomorrow. or six I think tomorrow might be good feeling good feeling good about it yeah so so let's just start with recapping day two so maybe Jenny you want to recap day two She's looking with, with like wide deer eyes. Day two. A little bit. I'll pick up some of the story when it comes to my, you know, yeah. So day two. We talked about day one. I think we talked about day one following the moose. Yeah, we did. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We yeah, definitely know what bison sign looks. Well, yeah, looks like now. For the most part. <laughs> yeah. We definitely got the poo figured out. The bison poo a lot. A lot. They do poo a lot. Yeah, which is great. It's very helpful. Hey, did anybody else here, like? Google, you know, anything about bison for another trip? Like, like, yes, I googled like their vitals. Me too, yeah. Okay, anybody Google like what sounds bison make? Oh, no, 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 you told me on our shopping list, <laughs> so of course. <laughs> Another list. So, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan for once is driving. I mean, he's like, okay, we need a bunch of stuff to pick up in Fort St. John. We can't forget that. I'm like, okay, I'll make a list. I'll make a list. So, I make a list. And we've got um, gas for the Jerry's, gas for the Jenny's, gas for the trucks, gas for the sleds. Okay, lots of gas. We need lots of gas. That's good. Oh, yeah, we need a couple more snacks. Great. Um, we got to pick up that map. We can't forget that map. It's Some guys built it for us. It's integral to our trip. And we need, mm. Dylan looks at me and says, we need a bison call. I don't say anything. I just boop, added on to my list. <laughs> well, we're driving out of Fort St. John. I, mean, he, I was like, oh, no, no, the map, the map. We forgot the map. He's like, yeah, we go pick up the map. I'm like, hey, let me check the list. And we're like, oh, the only thing we don't have is the bison call. Well, <laughs> he bursts out laughing. I'm like, there aren't any. <laughs> well, maybe there is. I've never seen a bison call for sale. Maybe. I'm surprised you didn't let me walk into, like, some hunting <laughs> store. Well, I'm looking for a bison yeah. call. What's your best really bison call? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the guy would have handed me something, or maybe she wouldn't have. I don't know. Just walk out with it blindly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, the, what, the Primo's... Bison talk, yeah. yeah. Like the can. Yeah. The can. <laughs> I would have bought it. 
But the funny thing is, is like all animals talk to each other and make noises. And like, and when we heard uh, on day two, we heard those bison. I heard, I heard a vocal noise before I saw them. And it was like a bit of a grunt. And I was like, grunt. And I was like, look back at you and stopped you. And then I was like, looking down, like something's different, something's happening. And the next thing you know, there's like these four by eight sheet of plywoods going down below us through the trees. And, and I was, of course, bison make noise, right? And, uh, but I didn't even think to like Google like what noise they make. I also didn't think to Google what type of poop thing. <laughs> but it, 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 it's funny because I, I teach these core classes and, and, and I say to people, like, if you're going to go like, moose hunting like, or elk hunting, like, look at a gazillion images of moose or, or elk before you go so you know what a six-point bull elk looks like, you know what a moose sounds like, or what a moose does. Like, there's so much information out there. And yet, I'm going on this bison hunt. I did a ton of research as far as, like, talking to people about where to go, how to do it all, and, like, how to survive in minus 40. Didn't even occur to me to be like, how does a bison socialize, and like, what, what can I expect to see them be doing in the woods, right? Well, and I googled the same stuff that Taylor did. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so far gone on my hunt that I'm already figuring out how I'm going to shoot it, but I don't know how to find it. I, I read a thing from Alaska Fishing Game about like the different things you got to know for their bison hunt. Okay, and it's just like um, the difference between a male and a female. Um, yeah, then, like, where to shoot them. Um, and th- they have, like, some different rules for their hunt. But um, that was pretty informational. There's also a, um, a bunch of information attached to, like, our LEH uh, tag that, that is on, like, their the um, BC hunting website that you get. And there's some pretty good info about that yeah. as well. So. Yeah. I, don't know, that. I don't know if it was it's just me or for some reason I... I feel like I just associated bison with moving like a cow. I don't know if that was if I'm the only person that would do that, but I, I just kind of like, oh, they probably make something like this, and yeah, I didn't really think of it much, and apparently they don't. They're wily, man. Yeah, I've been trying to sneak up on them for four days now in the timber. <laughs> and like, for a big animal, they can they move, man. Mm-hmm. You said that I make a lot of noise either. They made almost no noise when they walked underneath us on that one spot where we were. Maybe 80 yards. Yeah, they, they, there's, it was quiet. So they might grunt every so often, but, like, not... Well, they might moo, and, and you know what? Even, like, they're social animals. Yeah. Maybe you could moo. And maybe... Anyways, tonight I will, I will Google what sounds does a bison make, and, again, I'm very, like, embarrassed on my own podcast to, like, talking <laughs> about all the things I do wrong. You get hunting. to know that so you could stop them, you know, if they were moving. Well, and, that, and a couple times, too, like, where we were, where Janine and I had spotted them in the timber, where they weren't far away. Like, I, want, I was like, if it was a mule deer, I'd whistle at it, like, and often they'll stop and look. I'm like, these bison, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> stop. Just, yeah, like, this piece of plywood stop <laughs> in front of me. Like, well, you and me were talking about that, Sean. I was yeah. like, we got to stop this thing somehow if it's coming through, you know, but... I did see some um, bison charging videos online. Yeah, I'd really appreciate it if people would stop sending me that. That'd be (laughs) ideal. Did you see that video of uh, that small girl in Yellowstone that got flipped up in the air? I did see that, yeah. Yeah, got way too close. This bison just picked her up. Did she have a .30-06 in her hand? No, she was trying to pet it, I think. Oh, okay. Not ideal. Taylor, don't pet it. Just shoot it. Stops crazy. Oh, yeah. They they think they're a petting zoo. Well, no, but the, I was there 
uh, last summer, and you can walk on these boardwalks, and there's... We were standing on the boardwalk, and they just charged right over the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. Unprovoked. I mean, there's 60 people taking pictures of them. But, again, we're in the safe zone, and they just charge over the... It's still like a... Totally. You know, but it, 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 it's that... It gives you that thought yeah, that you are in Safari of, Park. Right. And... Yeah, it's interesting. It hasn't occurred to me if we, I don't, I've never heard, no one in BC ever, has ever said, as part of this bison, it's, it's not a dangerous game like it is in Australia hunting water buffalo. Water or buffalo. The thought absolutely crossed my mind when, when we were talking about maybe bow hunting or even hunting in the timber. Like, oh, at man. 50 yards, they're going to cover it, that real quick. It would be so funny right now if Chris was here and like uh, he was set on trying to get one with a bow. I would be like, I don't know. He kind I mean, of could just keep trying. He but I think he, he, like, if you were in an 80, he only has to have that. Only. Yeah, only. But, but I think towards, like, when it got close to that, I think he was set on using a I, rifle, too. I was definitely suggesting. I, 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 I'm concerned, because, I mean, like, yeah, between the biologist's assessment of several bullets being found in lots of bison, yeah. and... Mm. Like, is an arrow gonna? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's difficult. Be a lot harder to knock an arrow. Hey, well, let, let, another one through him. Yeah, let, let's get into our this because this is the recap of day two, three, and four. So day one, we had kind of got set up. We explored. We got a really good sneak on some uh, moose and uh, <laughs> learned. Yeah, got our legs you know warmed up. And then uh, day two, we headed out and we ran. Um, we're in this valley, which is basically it's, it's called the Halfway River Valley, and we're and there's one road that runs down the valley, and we're staying at the ranch on the Blueberry First Nation Ranch, and we're running down. And so, what what the hope is is we're gonna like cruise down and find a big herd of bison that's been hanging out in the meadow along the river, and then try and put a play on it. And that's what everybody told us to do. They're like, look for sign, follow fresh sign, and then and then hopefully you'll get your bison. Don't be afraid to follow. They won't go far. So that's all we knew, and we headed it out on day two into down the valley. And then, Jay, what, what happened off the bat? We found steaming poop. Bison poop. Steaming bison poop. Didn't look like the moose poop from the day before. No, it was legit. It, legit. So we followed it. Kind of looks like small cow pants, right? Yeah. More similar to a cow than a moose. It's got, like, ridges. Uh, way, it, like. way more similar to a cow than a moose. Now that we've seen it, we, yeah. won't, we won't mix it up yeah. again. Well, and even following bison shit a lot. Mm. Like, if we're following what we think maybe moose tracks or maybe bison tracks and we're not seeing shit within, I don't know, 100, 200 yards, then I, I'd like to turn around right now. Yep. Yeah. Because there's no bison poop. Because there's no... If I'm not seeing... Like... Well, and they're herd animals too, right? So we're not following one animal. We're yep. following multiple there's animals. Eight animals. So eventually one of them is going to have to... Yeah. Yeah. Chop a poop. Yeah. So we found this poop, and we walked up a hill, and Dylan came up with a pretty good plan that we went east so that we could sort of figure out how far their range was, and we were skinning up, and it was a lot of fun. So we're on skis, which is yeah. kind of, I don't know if that's unique or not for doing this, but it was a play that we decided to do, because I find that like skinning on skis is more efficient than snowshoeing and maybe slightly quieter. It's also pretty cool. It's faster. <laughs> it's certainly faster. faster. 100%. And coming down is way faster. And I also think, I mean, I could ski tour for miles and miles. I could not snowshoe that far. But I could cover, from a energy standpoint, way more terrain, ski touring, than I could snowshoeing. 
So if you're going to go all day, I'd pick my skis for sure. And then yeah. if you're going down, it's way more fun. Mm. Cool. There's a great there's a great video posted on my one of my stories there, Jenny, ripping down some powder runs on day two mm-hmm. to yeah. the trees. That's a double day. Fresh tracks, bison <laughs> tracks. <laughs> double down the tracks. <laughs> so, we, so we ended up hitting this one grove of... So I like to still hunt white-tailed deer is my favorite thing to do. And so where I see terrain that comes together that's like uh, there's there's forested area, but there's still enough view corridors that you can see like 100 yards. Like I find that's kind of the perfect balance where deer are super comfortable, but yet I can still hunt them and I can sneak from tree to tree and kind of like and, and spot them before they kind of react to me being in their zone. Mm-hmm. So... We're just sort of sliding through this zone, and we got this nice sort of south-facing slope that we're cruising across the face of, and there's bison sign everywhere. Like, not necessarily the super fresh bison that we initially followed up, but we kind of deviated from that. There was actually some other guys that had had basically run their sleds just past our sleds another 100 yards and stopped and saw, I guess, saw the sign that we went on, and then they, they went in 100 yards um, to the south of us up the same hill with their snowshoes. So I was kind of our hunt plan kind of had to acknowledge that these guys were going to be in that zone. So we kind of swung around kind of, uh, downwind and kind of just so that we could at least, if the bison got pushed by those guys, they would be getting pushed by us. Right. And then we had this nice South face to like kind of slide across and kind of look through the timber and see if we could find them. And we had this perfect run of timber where we could just see everything and we're sliding across. And then we hit this one patch of like kind of, sh- challenging blowdown that was like um the only spot we had to pick our way through and it wasn't super nice it's pretty common though if any still hunting that you'll get to really crappy zones where you make a lot of noise and you got to push through totally maybe it'll open up maybe it won't it was unfortunate timing though yes absolutely because it was right when we heard a grunt from below us and that tuned us in that there was a the bison were moving through right below us, 80 yards below us, and and we were there's bison and there's maybe eight bison or something, um, s- kind of going through underneath us on a trail, and they weren't far away. I had a, I, I actually was able to step up to a tr- like a, to a blowdown that and lean over a blowdown, so I had a good rest and I cycled this ch- chamber as chambered uh, around and took my scope caps off and I was looked at the first bison that kind of passed below us and I kind of watched him through my scope and it and it went through this one big opening and I looked at him and then I and I kind of followed it and hoped that he would walk into another opening where I could kind of figure out where his kill zone was and then it went into thicker stuff so then I and then I caught the uh action of another bison coming into that same opening so I swung back again and I made this mistake of following that same bison again when had I known better that there was going to be eight bison walking through the same opening, like a rail car going by on a train, I should have just like rested there, figured out what, you know, part of the problem is I've never seen a bison before. So it basically was a sheet of plywood, mm. like passing by through this one opening. And I couldn't really like distinguish where its legs were relative to its body and its head. Like it wasn't like, if it was a white tailed deer, like, or an elk, I mean, I, I, I've just seen them so many times that you know exactly where to place a shot, whereas I'm basically trying to figure out where to put a shot into a 4 by 8 sheet of plywood floating by through the forest. Mm. 
So it was it was a tricky. So anyway, so I, had I anyway, so by the time I had it all figured out, all eight bison had slid through, and were carrying on up the hill, and um, well, that was pretty fun. It was very cool. But you're right; they do seem to slide through these slots. And what I've noticed as well. As I think with mule deer, a lot of times don't the um, the ladies go first and then the bucks will follow. Whereas everything I've seen with the bison is it's it's the big herd, the big guy goes first. Seems to be, well, what yeah. our limited observations so far, which may or may not, but yeah, definitely. So the I, two uh, times that I've seen them, the big guys go first. Yeah. Yeah. So we carry on. We 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 snuck up the hill a little further and stayed on their tracks. Because I don't, I think they were being pushed by the other dudes mm-hmm. that were below us that pushed them. They weren't reacting to us, so we, so we slid up behind them and we carried on. And we actually saw them again. And the same story, like it was just like, like a rail car going by, like, and I was like, I could shoot, but I just don't know what I'm shooting at, and that just didn't feel comfortable. So, how uh, far away were you? At, at like those? eighty yards. Yeah. Both times was it was like. It was a white-tailed deer. Like I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Like it was totally comfortable white-tailed deer kind of situation. But I just and, and I'm just so conscious of shot placement on these animals because I've heard that their their lungs are very low in their bodies and they're super tough. So I just want to make sure that I I just want to see one standing broadside and then be like that's the zone that I'm supposed to shoot at and shoot there. Right? Which I mean in ten minutes it all of a sudden happened where we ended up following them again up and we actually hit a cut line and we hit the cut line and we I saw the tracks kind of bust down the cut line so I looked down the cut line and sure enough there's a trail of bison running down the cut line about a 150 yards from me not even running they're walking sauntering is actually the right word but it's like a big black chain of like oh well it's just a train like just like cruising down this this cut line and so I'm looking at them, and, I, and I'm like, I got my monocs on, and I'm like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of bison there, but there's nothing you can do because they're run, they're <clears throat> directly away from me. So, I mean, I, I so they just carry on, kept on cruising, and 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 they actually just wrapped around a little bit of a corner, and then there was just enough of uh, that we could actually jump on the the uh, trail ourselves, and ski down it and grab a bit of cover, and then and then get a better look at where they were going. That was a, my absolute favorite part of this entire trip so far, is like sprinting down this road on skis after these bison. It was pretty cool. It was rad. So we ripped down to this tree where we had cover, and we were. What turns out to be we were within 130 yards of them, and and now they're a little bit hip to the fact that we we slid down this trail behind them, so they've sort of stopped on the trail looking back at us, and I'm sta- I'm, I'm I'm kneeling behind a tree, and I got my ski pole as a rest, and I'm looking through my scope at these bison and I don't need to range them because I know that they're close and the big bull is standing out in front of the whole herd standing broadside across the cut line and which is only 10 5 yards across not even maybe a bit the more the cut yeah. line was pretty narrow pretty narrow yeah so he's standing broadside, so I'm like, okay, well, I can't, I, I mean, it's a perfect shot, but I can't shoot him because his cows are right behind him, so I can't shoot him. So he's gotten hit to what's going on, so eventually he filters off and goes into the timber, leaving this larger group of messed up bison behind him, which now I'm looking at this whole group of bison, and I can't shoot any of them because there's, there's seven maybe bison there, 
So I have to wait for them to filter off, and now they're down to two bison, which I can clearly see there's two bison. And I, so I pick the one in front, and it's, it's still kind of quartering away from me, but I, I know it's going to turn broadside in a second to, to filter off with the rest of them. And as soon as it turns broadside, I shoot it, and it just starts walking off along with the other one and, and goes up the hill. And I, right away, I know it's not a good shot. I mean, I, I just know how animals react when you hit them, and this mm-hmm. animal did not look hit, and it just walked off. I'm like, hmm, okay. So we were hanging around for half an hour. It's a real hard thing to be a buddy in that situation too, right? Like, I mean, maybe from an educational standpoint, what do you do in that situation? I'm behind, the, I'm behind you in the tree. I want to see these bison because they're rad. I also want to know... I want to, I mean, you're looking through the scope. I'm looking with my eyes what the reaction is, but I also don't want to show myself to these bison. So it's interesting. I, I don't know what to do. Not whole lot you can't. Not much. Try to be like, uh, <laughs> I can see it, but, I, right? I would, yeah. Try and will that structure. I mean, I would definitely think there's some value to, if doable, to see impact or watch for that because a lot of the time I mean Dylan shot a ton but I know with a lot of guys you may shoot and you just lose sight sight picture of it so that second person with eyes on it can be a huge help but like you say if you're going to potentially turn things the wrong side of what you want then it's probably yeah just stay tight I guess it all depends situation dependent unfortunately it's kind of game time decision yeah, I think you want to minimize exposure when you're exposed, right? Like, you want to try and... And I think we did a good... I think it was a good hunt. I mean, I think if, if it... I mean, I'm surprised that the, it did work out. I mean, we all have a dead bison in camp. I mean, that's ultimately... Oh, we were the, so close in such a good spot. <laughs> oh, man. I know. <laughs> like, it should have worked doesn't, out. doesn't get much closer than that. I no, and, and I felt... beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome hunt. Holy... Yeah. And I felt good about the shot. Like, I, and I, I beat myself up about misses lots, right? Like, I, And I just did a podcast about misses, right? And with, with Nolan Osborne on my last podcast. And... and uh, and like I'm super conscious of missing like I've missed lots of animals and uh, I've missed lots of animals over the years and, and and as you do if you hunt as much as I hunt you're gonna miss lots you're gonna miss animals and I mean sorry Jay's pouring some wine <laughs> I told everybody like get, you, get your drink set up have a little like, poster for your drinks and I'll make lots of noise as you go yeah Jamie's like, fuck it, I'm pouring my drinks and cocking my beer. <laughs> I want to have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have it because there's a beer water in front of me, and I just thought that some red yeah, might go yeah. down. Yeah. This is needed. Anyway, so, so it was a bit of a, so I, and I was questioning whether or not we talk about a miss on this podcast, because I feel like it's a bit of a fuck up, right? I mean, and, and on the other hand, I've missed lots of animals where I can really question my fuck-ups. Mm. And this one, I wasn't... I actually, like, I was sitting here the night, that night, I'm like, you know what, guys, I don't feel like... I don't feel shitty about this one because I, 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 I felt 100% about the shot that we took. And it just didn't work out. And the only thing I can deduce from, from the situation is that where I was watching that bison standing quartered away from me, I had a nice, clear shot as far as I could tell, and then as it stepped one step into the brush, or where it went completely broadside to where I felt like I had an ethical shot, it actually stepped into what is 
the same brush that's everywhere here, which is just basically this like um, hip high brush everywhere we go, um, that may have had an impact on where that bullet was going to end up. <coughs> so, anyway, yeah. Weren't you also talking about like that bottom third? Like, yeah. Just like holding it at, you know, like, because usually you hold mid, right behind the shoulder, yeah. and that's, you know, a dead animal. But bison, it's like their vitals are behind the shoulder, but it's that bottom third of the body, and that's not common for, for a lot Something of different for exactly. someone who's yeah, hunted yeah. for 30 years, yeah. right? That's that's going to yeah. be one thing in the back of your head that... Yeah. yeah. Or the bottom third with a giant hump. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so their heads like, are low. It's almost their heads, their heads are, are super down. low. It's, what I've heard is and and like there's the nothing elbow. to pick out, which is really weird. Like they are so dark and so blob like. Like and they're it all was like dark brown. Like everything is the same. Yeah, color. and then the whole bottom is cut off by brushes. Like it's very yeah. difficult. Like every time like, in, the, in the three times I put the crosshairs on a, on a bison, I just not. I mean, I felt confident on this one, but the other two times I had my rifle up on a bison, I was like, God, I'm just looking at black blobbiness. Like, yeah. I just can't see that definition, right? Yeah. So, I'm wondering what this hunt would have been like with another 100 centimeters of snow to you. Probably better. Maybe. all that brush would be buried. Mm. That would maybe make a big difference. Yeah. But anyway, so that was, so we ended up, well, we ended up putting our... Anyways, we, we saw this animal, we put a stock on it after, and we did not recover. There was, the animal was not dead. We did not find the animal. Um, and we found the herd a few more times, but we just weren't able to, like, we get closer. No. We did not see it again, but we, the herd was hanging in there. So we ended up pulling out. We skied. We skied seven kilometers that day, I guess? We skied seven kilometers after those. But the first three, we were seeing them, and then the last three, we were, like, chasing them. Yeah. But. It's an exciting day, no matter what. It was a good day. Learned a lot. Yeah. A bit, maybe, in retrospect, might be devastating, the fact that we did not get that. Oh. I feel today, though, yesterday I was a bit bummed, but today I felt we, like, I feel we got lots of options for tomorrow, for sure. I think every time you see that herd and you see how they move around, you learn so much. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, like mistakes, right, that you make. None but of they're us not even mistakes, bison. they're just... I mean, it's... Yeah, well, it's just learning. Yeah, they just, yeah. oh, they do that, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So if they do that, maybe we should do this. Right. Just like learning what mm-hmm. a bison track looks like definitively, like, mm. you know, they... And talking about how they all, like, go single file, it's just stuff... That single file, I think, is going to be a winner for us. I think this whole pushing thing is going to be a big deal, yeah. Okay, so, day two, so that was day two. Day two. Sorry, Jenny? If we see one, that single file thing, that's pretty unique. So Bison 2 should die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right? Yeah, so does that this, this morning? Bison the, three. The bikes are crossing the river. <laughs> the bikes are crossing the river in front of me, and, I, and they're just filtering across the river. And Jenny's like, shoot one, shoot one, and they're just <laughs> passing by me like one after another. Like, and it wasn't like, and it was a much bigger herd than the last one. So I was sort of thinking it would be like three or four bison passing by me. It was like twelve passing by me, and I was like, oh god, torture. But it wasn't set, and it was too far, and it was, yeah, it wasn't a great spot, but... 
Okay, so day... That was day two. So that was day two. We're on them. Day three, what did we learn on day three? Well, we actually kind of planned to do the exact same thing in the, the next morning, just kind of go to the same general area we've been seeing fresh sign and try and find some tracks and get on them. And, yeah, you we found some tracks down low, fresh, so you guys basically did the exact same thing. You headed up on your skis after them. It's the same general area you guys found around day. Yeah, very similar area. Yeah. And uh, we actually planned to go check out a different area, but ended up running into each other but yeah we we actually ended up being on fresh sign again and not far we weren't far behind those those bison that day by the time we actually uh we were kind of monkeying around trying to get to a spot we could and we're learning the area so we're trying to find access and the only way we really saw was this side road which ended up being right above where dylan and jenny um started off we start coming up trail and we see some bison sign when we get excited and then all of a sudden we see two sleds parked so we actually um kind of missed out on that opportunity because yeah we had the the same two guys that kind of followed you guys up the day before uh they had actually scooted up this road and instead of even though dylan and jenny were following fresh sign from the very bottom they ended up running into it right on one of those cuts again, that same yeah. kind of five, ten yard cut. And once they hit that cut, they just ran on it once again. They just, you can see fresh sign, prints leading away. So shortly after Dylan and Jenny came up, basically right where we had we had stopped and we just kind of decided to back out and turn around. That we were actually like, sitting in the bush going, fuck, it's a bunch of snow. We just stopped and like, <laughs> saw the track going across the road. Like, hopefully they're not smart enough to like go follow this track. Yeah. And we were like maybe like 25 yards off the road and then and we, we didn't know it was you guys. We yeah. thought it was his, uh, some other guys. So we're like, come on, just keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. And then we can carry on with our hunt because we were feeling good because we For knew sure. we were on hot tracks, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, we weren't, but we weren't far behind. You guys weren't far behind those ones. Just uh, the way they went. Unfortunately, some some guys were able to jump ahead of us, and it's been nice every morning today as well. We kind of wake up a little bit earlier, and if there's fresh sign, we're able to see it first and get on them right away. But yeah, there's there's a lot of pressure in this kind of small, somewhat concentrated area. We've been seeing these bison hanging out, so it's definitely. Uh, you're definitely going to start running into people. Um, but, yeah, that we backed out a little. We backed out, and we went one way. You guys went the other way and saw a lot of good country, and you guys, yeah. well, there's some promising stuff, but it was definitely a little bit of a um, knockback from the morning and, and especially the day before. Yeah, it was a bit of a bummer for sure. But, but yeah, that, I was feeling like it was, I was like, based on everything we learned the day before, I was like, if I'm on hot tracks again and like we're doing this again, like I gotta, like I can still hunt up on a bison, no problem. Like, so I was, I was feeling good about things, but yeah, that was a bit of a bummer losing losing those tracks to the, the, the other guys, especially the guys that had like basically walked up underneath us the day before, which I thought was a bit not great hunting ethics. And then, and then yeah, yeah, they followed our tracks again further like later on that day. And I was like, that's strange, yeah. awfully strange, cheeky. Very tricky. But anyway, but you know what? If they're herd animals, maybe they're like, oh, these guys are on bison. You know, they're, they're going to shoot one. There's going to be eight more, so we'll get one, I guess, is maybe the theory. I don't know. But I don't think so. But, hey. Um, D4. Oh, we... Whoa, there's a lot more stuff. Oh, no, we D3. D3 was great Ooh. for you. We had an amazing day. <laughs> we rallied our sleds. <laughs> yeah. We did some sledding. We, see, uh, we found a dead bison. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we took a trail that, that friends of us said, go up to this spot called, uh, yeah, go, go out north of where we are, and then, like, there's a trail that goes in there. They specifically then, said, if there's hunting pressure here, go there. Yeah. So. So we went there. And, and it was, but it was not, like, everywhere around here is kind of, like, snow, it's like snow moving on roads, which is, like, which is really good for me. I'm inexperienced. And, of course, Jenny is an experienced sledder, but I'm inexperienced. So we were, like, had to actually ride on a trail that requires actual, a little bit of sled confidence, I think. Like, a little bit of, like... The only thing that required sled confidence was the creek. Which, if, he, if Dylan was in front of me, and if he if he would have stopped him and been like, "Hey, can we sled through that?" I'd be like, "No, absolutely not." <laughs> and then he's in front of me, and he's already done it. I'm like, oh, "Okay, apparently, apparently that's doable." <laughs> so uh, I'm just gonna give it a bit of throttle. But but the thing I think with Dylan going through it is because he was the first one through it, and I have no idea because I didn't see what he what he could see. But I think he's looking at like four foot holes. But he's slid through them, and he's cracked up all the ice around them. So by the time I come around the corner, I'm seeing 12, 16, 18-foot holes with icebergs in the middle of it. I'm like, oh. So I just, just send it through, and I've never ridden with a skimmer on my back, on the back of my sled. I'm like, oh, this thing's actually coming through. There's water going up everywhere. I'm like, oh, oh made it. Whew. Come around the corner. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> so just to just like, tell the story, like, we were, like, we actually came out and there's a, so we ran out, we ran our sleds up like 10, 10 kilometers up from camp to the north and we gave this huge. Sorry, uh, I'm going to interrupt you again. That was like 30K at least. It was, it was only 10, 10 no kilometers. No way. It's, okay, well, 10 kilometers is the crow flies. So. <laughs> Uh, anyways, hey, well, I'm not a crow. Okay. I mean, kilometers. I don't want to tell people exactly where we are, Jenny. You're like, <laughs> so we went. We were pretty far from. We ran up from the camp here, ten kilometers. Anyways, um, we got this this uh, this this wetland complex, so a meadow complex, uh, or meadowy area, and it's, it's significant. It's you know three four kilometers wide, two kilometers long, and like, and there's like this serpentine little drainage that goes down the middle of it, right? And and so we ran into it, and it's a beautiful expanse, and no one had been in there, so we spent a lot of time kind of glassing it from afar, and we climbed up a hill and glasses some more, and then kind of like looked over where. We thought maybe some bison had been using the area, different spots. So we were like glassing those areas from above, marking them, and then we went back down to our sleds and then cruised in to look at them. And we were expecting to find bison sign. As it turned out, it was caribou sign. These caribou had been like big caribou party had been happening at the bottom of this valley. There was like they pawed up the whole area. They pooped everywhere. Very small poop, caribou poop. Yeah, very different. Tiny. This definitely not moose poop, and it's definitely not bison poop. <laughs> Tiny. Tiny. But they nice. had a big party enough, and they, they created a lot of trails that so got us excited looking from afar. Anyways, there was no bison in this valley that we could see from above or any any at, at the end, right? Um, but as we were trying to explore the valley, there, we found that the, the Serpentine River had frozen solid, right? And so it was this, like... Somewhat like, solid, apparently. Well, mostly solid. <laughs> yeah. So it was a really cool experience because you're on these sleds and you're following this like S turny river going down the valley and like it's just like it was you just cruising down it like you're in some type of go kart race or something like that. Yeah, for you being in the lead. Yeah, apparently I didn't realize I was leading this track of like broken ice and water for Jenny to like float over top of. 
Yeah. I was having a great time. It was pretty stressful. But on our way out, we kind of went out a different route, and we actually bumped into, well, a dead bison. Yeah. We did. It was pretty gross. That <clears throat> oh, was pretty cool. That was gross. It was frozen solid. Its stomach was, like, it was, uh, no, that was pretty gross. I mean, it's cool, for sure, but the eyes were packed out, like, the butt was packed out, the stomach had expanded to the size of, like, They'd eaten everything around the stomach. They hadn't actually eaten the stomach, the actual... No, which is interesting because... So that'll give you an indication that it's got to be a carnivore. For sure. Because when my eye left the deer overnight, and the, there was a skunk on it in the morning. <laughs> That's a story disgust. for another day. <laughs> but um, it was eating the stomach. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, these, I was saying that these were probably wolves. It was super cool because, like, half the ribs were eaten out, and then I think they ate as much as they could until it froze. Yeah. There's a couple pictures on my Instagram feed there of this uh, video of it. Um, anyways, pretty cool, though, to see that. So we're definitely there's bison here, and it wasn't that old because there wasn't a lot of tracks to the site. We did discuss taking a really close-up picture and sending it to the group. <laughs> yeah, Jenny holding that. I wanted to. I was in favor. <laughs> kind of out of focus and, like, Jenny behind the bison. Bison down. Like, hey, bison down. <laughs> Dylan said no. Yeah, I thought that would be kind of rotten. Chris wouldn't be able to be... I thought, oh, yeah. He's so yeah. Down. yeah, totally. So. What time are we out there, producer? Uh, about 40. Holy cow, we haven't gotten a day, because we're day, day well, that was day three. So let's get a day four. Big day. Big day. Today was a big day. I'm, Today is I'm, day four? Yeah, we're day, we're day four. Dude, we're up to date, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Day, day four. four. It was a fun day. We need, I feel like we need some sort of a... <laughs> so I think Sean, this is Sean's day, because Sean actually kind of had this day set up. Tell us how we got on bison today. Uh, so we started out basically... Uh, like the guys were saying, like every day we've found fresh sign and uh, the skiing team has kind of gotten after it. Meanwhile, we've been kind of sledding through the area. I think by the end of yesterday, we'd racked up maybe 250 Ks on the sleds. So we've really been looking for other herds and other sign to chase. Um, not too much success. So um, as a, all five of us, we cruised out to where we're regularly seeing sign and, and there was a little bit there, but nothing really exciting. Well, we, we uh, once again we repeated our moose. Yeah. I was going to let that go, but a few. No, yeah, sure. I, I actually think it's actually yeah. worthy of saying like, so like the, the the thing that's happening here is like we're running on this road in the morning, and it's a it's a well beaten uh, skidoo track now, and if the animals have crossed it, then you like you need to like jump on those tracks and follow them. Yeah, and you. The, the only problem is that you don't necessarily know if they're bison tracks or moose tracks. And when they're in the snow and the snow is super dry and light, like, mm-hmm. you don't have all the information you might need to, like, decide what you're doing. Yeah. But Jenny's think, right. You, you really have to, like, find some scat to help identify. But also and, to paint the picture for these listeners, because we were pretty fired out this morning and we left two hours an before hour morning, yeah. before first light. Mm-hmm. I think it was more. We were out there full darkness yeah. looking for sign. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had to jump on the other hunters, but difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing is, and this is what's happening, right? Like, if we had all the time in the world to make, like, we know that there, there's, so we're in camp here, and there's, we, there's probably four more guys he, just showed up. There was already another four sets of, there's four sets of hunters. So now we're like, we've got like 12 people kind of heading out doing things. There's only one road mm. out, and you've got 12 groups of people 
going yeah. out there and, and hammering the same concept that we are. So when we cut a fresh track, the deal is like, okay, like let's like if we're here first, let's get somebody on this mm. track. Park your sled. Yeah, park right your sled it. right there and go for it, right? Yep. So that was our plan this morning is we were like, park your sled, go for it. Other guys are going to go up and around and, and basically in the upper road that's a cut line above where these bison might be going and get guys up there ready to go if we start pushing the bison above up to that cut line, then we'll have a couple of other guys ready to go there. And, I mean, that seems to be a reasonable concept, but um, as it turns out, it was a complete failure because we ended up both following moose tracks in mm-hmm. in our early morning, like, enthusiasm. But we kind of all knew that that was happening, but you have to follow it until... You got to try. You got to try. Yeah, and, and there wasn't that much fresh stuff. sign that we were. No, there was we went, no. We went, there was no bison sign. Yeah, we went passing sign to chase moose. So, so you guys locked out. So Sean, you yeah. actually went back to a spot you were excited about. Yeah, uh, we'd seen from a little bit of a lookout just near the road um, some pretty good bison sign yesterday, and coincidentally, I thought it was a pretty picture. And I, so our buddy Chris, as we mentioned, is, is not with us because he's, uh, I guess he's broken his back. So we're trying to keep him in the loop a little bit about, you know, sending him pictures and whatever else. And so I'd sent him a picture of this great kind of lookout view of all this sign. And we get back up there this morning once the sun had come up, and um, I was pretty confident that we were seeing fresh sign right near where we'd seen more stuff. So I get out the phone, and we kind of compare what we could see. And sure enough, we were pretty confident that there was new sign from last night. Sorry, Um, I didn't know this. So as a photographer... No, nah, I just snapped it on my phone to send to Chris. So, but did you compare, like, this morning's photo with a previous photo? I compared this Damn. morning what I was looking at with our eyes with, with what we saw last night. That's right. Because there's, like, the, the bison, when they shuffle around, and I guess now I'm learning that there might be eight of them, they just make these little, like, trenches through the snow. And, and at first we thought it was old, and then we kind of looked, and this shrub didn't have sign around it. So, basically, to cut a, a long story short, we... Um, Dylan and Jenny and Taylor had wrapped up their little moose adventure. Um, <laughs> so we kind of said, look, we, we think we've got fresh sign. We're going to get after it. Um, come on down and, and join us. So Devin and I got started heading out towards there. And um, Taylor joined us. And quite quickly we found, I think Taylor found some poop that wasn't frozen. And I don't know how cold it is, like minus 10 maybe. But I think the poop freezes within a few hours. So we knew we were, we were close. Um, from there, uh, trails kind of led in two directions. So Devin took, uh, took the left road, we took the right, and then Dylan and Jenny sort of went downwind with the idea that if we bump them, hopefully you guys will be able to catch them. And I think, Devin, your track kind of looped around and looped around and ended up wrapping up, right? Yeah, I got kind of stuck at the river and it kind of as I started following a little bit further it seemed like it wasn't that fresh looked like some old stuff um so we were trying to get in touch with each other but eventually uh word came that uh Sean and Taylor had some fresh sign so I kind of back I had already kind of backed out a bit and tried to go back to the last place I saw the freshest of what what we had on the way in and ended up working a separate trail um than Sean and Taylor but um, basically led they basically ended up leading to the same area but you guys yeah. you guys the whole time were on, on pretty fresh stuff and so, so, sorry, so yeah, I was going to say like, so, so we're so we're coming to a bit of a, a point where we actually had some pretty exciting moments so mm. um, 
And I think we're going to be at, like, probably a full podcast allotment here. Okay. So, mm. so I think we're just going to, like, for the purposes of... It's just getting excited. The suspense. I know. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm getting excited. We're all coming together. We're just gonna get all our viewers <laughs> coming back. Yeah. So, so we're gonna, we're gonna we're like for the like if you're if you're a listener here, we're gonna break here until the next episode. Oh God. Because we can promise you. We have tips on how to tell the freshness. Yes. Taylor can tell you, Taylor knows what bison shit kind of tastes like. Uh, it, was, it was a big day. Absolutely worth tuning back in. Well, but you can come back for, for, for the end of day four, and it'll be a day five and a day six, and probably a day ten. Of Whoa, maybe we're heading home after you get these, so. Oh, no, it'll be done tomorrow. No, 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 but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hang in here and drink beer until like day ten, even though we've got two bison on the pole. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so please come back and check out the next episode and we're going to continue telling the story uh, but in all reality I might actually try to release these like you know maybe a day or two part so okay it's Dylan jumping in here back in the studio so we were going to hold you in suspense here for a few days while we rolled out uh, a separate episode but I think there's enough we can pack into one one episode here so we're going to keep the story rolling so enjoy podcast here if you've, you've been listening we're, we're well into our to our bison hunt we're talking the, the, the specifics and scientific variables of you know temperature testing of bison poop um, one of the realities of bison hunting as we're discovering is that you spend a lot of time walking down the trails of bison and the only way, real way to tell how far behind you are of the herd is by sticking your finger inside the turd to feel how warm it is and then doing some type of calculation as to whether how, you know, depending on the warmth, how far behind you are. 97 minutes. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> when I got back on your skin track, I, I saw a pile of bison poop. I'm like, ooh, Dylan really did put his finger in there. <laughs> and then my next thought was, who's making dinner? <laughs> Not me tonight. Not exactly. I absolutely overcommitted. I was like, this is going to be like, I was expecting a grassiness. I was like, this is going to no, just break no, up. It's sticky as I picked it up, gave it a smear, and I was like, oh no. It's not deer shit, eh? Can confirm. I touched some older stuff, and it was like, oh, there's nothing on my finger. Some fresh stuff, you're like, ugh. Yeah. Like, it is attached. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> the Let's get to the setup on. So, yeah. so what? So, we we've figured out there's a herd. Sorry, can we just stop the podcast and start another one? Yeah, we're, sorry, po- yeah, we're, we're, we're the podcast. Yeah, we're moving. So moving I'm doubling up tonight. You're on a new podcast. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jane. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I said we'd like to have a dramatic pause in between podcasts because we were probably at, a, at an over an hour. So now we're in a day four of our of our of our podcast, and, and we've. We've kind of descended on this one spot where there is a herd of bison hanging out in this one pocket of timber, and the, and the river kind of runs around the back side of this pocket of timber, and we've seen sign on the front side of it to know that there's likely bison nearby, and we've all kind of split up. And the, the, the guys have gone in on the actual bison trails, and Jay and I have snuck around the far side to the south of everything and kind of like snuck around and... And thinking that potentially if these guys blow those bison out, that they're going to push them to us. And eventually we got to the river, and we're like, wow, the river's frozen. 
So it lets us like cross the river so we can see up and down the river. And then if you guys blow those bison out onto the river, then we have a good look at them. Jen and I had the better hunts the last couple of days. So we kind of, we didn't want to kind of, you guys were on the tracks. We're like, you guys go down the tracks. Yeah. We're just going to kind of go south downwind of you guys. So assuming that if you blew it, then you'd blow the animals down towards us and we'd be there to kind of back it up, whatever. But you guys were kind of on the tra hot track. So, so we thought that was a good idea. So we got to the, we got down the river to where we could see the general area you were pushing towards. And then we got to the river and like, geez, you could just cross or cross that river. This is it look pretty inviting. All I was thinking is, my mom really loves me. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was way happier snowmobiling through that creek than I was crossing that river. And I was like, I just don't think my mom would be very happy. And my mom was a ballsy woman and would tell me like to go for most things. And I was like, I don't know. It's really not a small. It's really not a small river either. So it's a big river. And if you fell through and got swept on the in, ice, you'd be dead. Until we saw some. <laughs> until we saw yeah. some larger, larger <laughs> figures going across that river, I was pretty uh, in the back of my head. Definitely like, hey, let's space out. We don't need when all the three of us to. Bison went across yeah. his hand. He felt more With comfortable like, crossing it. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The tiny little pause. It was, I did I learned see now. One of those tracks that the bison took across that river, there was like a hole through the ice. Really? Yeah. Mm. It was close to the So we were on skis though. So skis are amazing because they displace your your weight yeah. over the course of your giant ski, right? Right. So maybe this is for later, but. Crossing the river was fine. We did great. But when later, when I was on more of a swampy zone, trying to get back to the view of the river, I was like, oh, this will be fine. Like, there's lots of willow. It's, it's, I can't imagine this is that deep. And I was walking out with my skis and it was crumbling beneath yeah. me. Yeah, it was almost like hoarfrost. It was like built right up, huge hoarfrost. They were falling with the hoarfrost or something. Yeah, and it was fully dissipating, but nothing, it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, Because I don't think it had anywhere to go. Exhausting, though. Like, well, and I got off it right away, and then later in the day, I mean, this is experience. Right. I was like, oh, I've done this before. <laughs> I didn't die earlier, so that's <laughs> all. And, and again, by the, at the end of the day, when you're terrified, you're very tired of like willow bashing I was like well would I rather take the direct route through this slightly terrifying swamp or willow bash well slightly terrifying swamp was Be absolutely terrified. the best way to go I know this is, I had a terrible walk out today too. Yeah. It was all those things okay so we came up with a plan we 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 sort of separated Jay and I went down below you guys you guys were going to follow hot tracks in we all kind of realized that like hey we, we we can get across the river which would then give us an opportunity to sort of watch the area that you guys could, could potentially pushing animals across right and we so we sat around a little while and then we radioed saying hey you know you guys had found fresh tracks and Devin was going to sit and watch the slough and then and then we ended up kind of working our way up river with anticipating that we, well, we just wanted to get a better vantage of being able to look down both sides of, it's a big bend in the river, and we wanted to be able to see both ends of the bend, right? And as we, like, worked our way up to the, the, the far bend, we looked down the river, and, of course, there's 
bison all stand in the middle in the river there. <sighs> That's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. The worst the worst part actually is is that we'd actually we'd come to like the, what we thought was the bend in the river, and we kind of we sort of stood like looked around there and we like we actually set up a bit of a spot to like set up there like we like cleared some trees so we had a couple of trees to shoot from it, potentially this was going to happen and uh and we were like kind of sitting there thinking that might that it might be a good spot to sit and then and then we i looked down the river a little ways and i saw some tracks that were crossing the river with my binoculars and i was like oh maybe these bison have already crossed the river so i wanted to look at those tracks closer to see if it, oh, this whole mission of you guys be pushing through the bush and us being on the river was a waste of time. And so I walked down to those tracks and I was like, okay, the tracks are old, but it's a much better spot to sit if we went down to that spot there. So I came back and grabbed, and, and, and we, you know, we grabbed our packs and we walked back down to this new spot that we thought was the best spot to sit on the river. It wasn't by 100 yards. It was like 50 yards. No, but if we'd gone 100 yards further. Oh, yeah. In any event, we like we were walking back with our packs to set up in a new spot to wait for you guys to push those animals out. And the bison were standing there in the middle of the river by the time we got back to that spot. Mm. And we so I stepped up on the bank and I got up onto a tree and I pulled out my my Leopold rangefinder and I like pushed the button on the to like glass this big mob of black things in the middle of the river and the Leopold didn't want to work, and it was just, like, fighting me. Don't so, worry, my Vortex wouldn't want to work today either. So yeah, it just didn't want to work, and, and they were far enough away that I wasn't comfortable just, like, shooting at them because I knew it was farther than my normal range. And then eventually the Leopold said it's 320 yards, and I put my rifle up on on them off a tree, and I was just, like, looking at this big mob of black things working their way in a circle around, and I just said, I'm not comfortable and uh, they walked across the river, and then I, we, we actually walked out the riverbank a little bit further and had another look, and now we're looking at a different channel of the river, and all of a sudden they start filtering across that channel one by one, and I'm just like 300 yards, moving shot, across a little view in the river. Jenny's behind me saying, Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> show you're real quiet and calm. Or I will. <laughs> shoot one. Shoot one. I shoot said one. it once. I was like, oh, I might have taken that shot. Mm. I just can't figure out the proportions of a bison. I'm but I think like, that's what we've learned, is you've got a slot, and they come through. And they come through the same pace. They, too, they do. They and definitely do. And the big do. one comes through first. And not, okay, so the, we've seen bison three times. You guys have. We yeah, have, yeah. Times. us three. Uh, Four times. Sean, I've seen them Devin three times. and me have yeah. not seen them. The first time we saw them, they slotted. The second time, they were bunched. The third time on the river today, they slotted. So I almost think it's that Pete in my head, pick a hair, like you're going to see it, pick a hair and shoot. Because they're coming through at the same pace. Yes, they are moving. They're moving at the same pace. And when they slot, they're not in front of one another. I just want to see a bison standing there, broadside, at 100 yards, 
and I can see there's one leg, there's another leg. Okay, let's go to the front leg. Let's go up the front leg. Let's go back a little bit. There's that lung shot, low lung shot. I'm going to shoot it there. If you were 100 yards closer, would you have shot? I would have shot it at 300 yards if I was set up, which was kind of heartbreaking because we, we were, we had, we so were set up. So it wasn't the distance. No, it was we weren't set up. We were, we, we, had, we, had, we were just set up prior to that and had those bison come out in our setup spot, then we would have, I would have felt more confident because yeah. I would have been like... You're just rushed. Yeah, because so. we were walking up the bank and I was just, and I was like, we were just getting to the tree that I wanted to get to, mm-hmm. to like set up our, our new spot. And I looked down the bank, I'm like, oh my God, they're right there. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like they, they weren't there because I had actually walked down there two, like two minutes earlier and been like, oh, this is a better spot to sit. Mm-hmm. Given that if, if Taylor and Sean are up in that bush there and the wind's going this way, mm-hmm. those bison are going to flush out right there. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that there's a better spot to sit instead of where we were, where we were kind of looking back at the piece of river that wasn't as important anymore because we knew you guys had were on fresh tracks and you were pushing that way. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, we should, we should invest more you on this end of the river now that we know where, where potentially the, the bison are. So... I was like, oh, it's a better spot to sit. So we went back, grabbed our packs, and then came back. And by the time we turned around and came back, the bison were there. So, and I had a moment where I thought, I was like, well, maybe we should just sit here. We got our guns. Maybe we should just sit without our packs. But I, and if we had just sat down, those bison would have walked out, and we would have been sitting next to a tree with clear views and calm and ready to go. We were hopping up and down the river. But, I mean, there you go. It's hunting. Pretty fun though. You make a decision and you gotta live with it, right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. But the idea of trying to, trying to look for a wounded, angry bison in that kind of timber would not be great. So I'm glad you didn't. Oh, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that. Well, no, no, no. I, I, That's I, a good I, comment though, because I think approaching, like from my hunting experience, when I approach a deer that I have down is very different than when I approach a bear that I have down. Yeah, bison's a whole new level of... Yeah. 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 That 2,000-pound animal. But I would think from a flight or flight perspective, the deer's going to bounce, the bear's going to want to box, and the bison I don't know yet. Man, three days days ago, we didn't know what that shit looked like, so... From <laughs> if, no, if, if, all you can say if, is that you're saying there's a chance. So I'm saying if you want to corner a wounded bison, go for it. I'll be way behind you. Okay, so the, I don't want to. I want to take an ethical shot at bison, a bison, and if it's down, I'm going to walk up on it. I'm going to be on skis. I'm going to be in snow. I'm going to be in brush. That's a little and stretchy. I'm, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll work it out. I think. Yeah. Anyways. Better. I think better not to take the the shitty shot that you didn't feel good about. If you don't feel good, you don't. Yeah. Well, if you can miss it, like, if you can miss one at 103 yards, I'm not shooting one at 320 yards. When you're not set up or yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And it was comfortable. I was 100% comfortable at 130 yards right. and, yeah. and, and look, variables. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I have, no variables. I have uh, one buddy with two bison stories. They're both him and his brother youth hunting. And one was, I think one took about five or six bullets before it finally went down. And the other one took two or three and then after the second one started charging at him and his dad and ended up basically pushing snow up onto their feet by the time it dropped so but then i mean i'm sure there's multiple stories of guys doing one shot and it 
false. So, I mean, it's just... Sounds seems like, like a hardy animal, Seems right? like there's so much... Yeah, so much up in the air in terms of, I mean, like anything still, but seems like it's even... Um, act like accentuated with For bison sure. yeah I think it comes down to if you were going to do something and the consequences you were ashamed to talk about on your podcast you probably shouldn't have done it so, yeah. and, and if yeah, you're not confident you're not going to get a pass through and hit the one behind it don't do it yeah never yeah. mind a podcast just gut feeling exactly right? like, got, it, like yeah. any shot that in your gut doesn't feel good yeah you don't and you're a hunter you you're an you know Particularly in, in you know with the business that you have, you're an ambassador for hunting. You, to an extent, are a mentor for people. So you, you got to hold yourself to that standard, which is good that you didn't shoot them. There are other people who hunter, would wing it. No matter, and then, uh, yeah, agreed. I, exactly. I think every hunter, no matter if you're a mentor or not, you should have the same standard for being ethical with your shots. Yeah. If you don't shoot an animal when there is another animal behind it, I mean, if you're not comfortable with the shot, you don't take it. It's not a yeah. distance you're comfortable. You don't take. Bison just seem very unique in that because they're herd animals and they're tough as fuck. Yeah, their 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 safe their safety net is to group as tight together as possible and and look outwards. So I mean, literally, if they're feeling in danger, it's going to be a ball of like Dylan's described, like a ball of black blobs that look like plywood like what there's no yeah. ethical shot there there's no just... ethical shot there so it's been interesting and it's been interesting to learn it and like so 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 we so the the animals pushed through they went up the hill and then and then we kind of had this decision of like do we just like send one person up and like still hunt these these critters all day or do or do we just like bail out and try and do this and again the next day and and I sent a, I sent a text to the group saying like, "What do you guys think? Should we do it? Should we like pull out and go for it the, again the next day?" And it's like, "Do I have to pressure these animals, and, or should we like?" I mean, I'm on fresh tracks. Cause I can. I'm on my skis. Should I just like skin up and see if I can get on them? And the consensus in our group chat was, "There's likely enough. Like, there's so much other pressure here that we have no control what other guys are going to do." Mm -hmm. So. If we're on bison now, like let's send somebody up there on the herd who can skin up and you know potentially you know get a shot at them. Do we want to talk about setting up in the middle? A little bit. I mean, so we had a bit of a plan. It was a glorious plan. That was. I thought that was like the plan. Or it had. I like got all my money shots of Taylor set up. Like I was like, oh, this is going on the highlight reel right before the bison tips over. Mm -mm -mm. So we happen to be in cell service here, so we were able to maintain some communication yeah. amongst us. So we're able to say like, hey, like, okay, that didn't work out. The bison just crossed the river. <laughs> yeah. So like, somebody blew them out those, on that side. Those bison you're tracking are no longer on this this side of the river. <laughs> yeah. no. We just seen them blow out yeah. on the other side. Yeah. I don't think I've been that side. But how about you guys go over to this other meadow and then we'll circle back around and see if we can if we can get on them and like potentially push them back towards you. So so we and I, ultimately, I think that might be how we're going to get in bison ears. Like, mm -hmm. if we, with five people here, you know, sit, you know we, we got to get to where we got good view corridors set up and then have other folks, you know, come through and track them mm -hmm. and deal and, and either get them on the, on, on the still hunt or mm -hmm. push them up somewhere where we've got other hunters set up and yeah. kind of in communication 
Yeah. I think there's something uh, there's something cool about that when you think about how people have hunted. You know, for human history, even though we have like cool optics and firearms and all that kind of good gear, it's kind of cool that when it comes down to it, what what's going to work out? Well, hopefully, what's going to work out is getting a bunch of good people together and you know making a plan and and being selfless yeah. when you need to be and some teamwork there. Yeah, you know, teamwork. That's super cool. I I've never hunted like that. No, I mean it's for me it's a new experience and I think it's I thought it was pretty awesome today. I yeah, had, I thought it was I had great. a great time. Even though it didn't work out, that was it was so close to working out. Oh yeah. So I mean know. shit it was close. It, it was, it it was like, I followed those bison up the hill. Jane and I followed the, those bison up the hill a little bit and we were hoping they would peel off and bench out and then we could maybe get around on them and push them back down towards you guys to the meadow to where you could have a chance of seeing them. And they were they actually took a straight shot up that up that hill in the end. We didn't we didn't realize I didn't realize at the time but they they gone they, mm-hmm. they probably went they climbed um, directly up. They climbed directly up without Robert. stopping for yeah. about a kilometer and a half and then got up to the top of the, the, the hill and stopped. And they actually met another group of bison up there and they had a little party up there. Because I still hunted all the way up thinking I was getting close the whole time and, and sneaking up on this fresh sign. And then I got Checking up to where... Check my poop temps all the way up. Yeah. Finger thermometer. <laughs> yeah, totally, I was. I started out. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, why is it so cold? Like, it, like, like, this is to be fresh. And like, yeah. and then I got up to where the, where the rest of the bison were. I'm like, oh, my God, this is bison arm, like, this bison heaven up here. Because there was, well, so much sign, and other bison were up there already with different sign. And I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. And then by then I was gassed, and it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so I have to get back. So I was like, okay, well... Seriously, there's bison here. Time to get the hell out and move de- down the hill. If you had messaged me today and been like, oh, I got a dead bison up here, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Like, I'm going to do this, but this is a bummer. Right I was now. I was definitely <laughs> looking I was looking for okay. ways to get sleds in where I thought you might be. Yeah. Oh, I knew, there was, I knew we'd get sleds in wherever, so I wasn't worried about that. I was a bit, yeah. I but was... the part that was crazy, I, I, so then I eventually fired back down the hill. And I came back down the hill, and I got right back down to where the meadow was, where you guys were set up, mm. and there was fresh sign of a different no. bison herd on the back the side meadow. of the meadow. No, just in the timber on the back side of the meadow. Oh, so where we were set up was sort of the south side of that meadow. Mm-hmm. There's a little hill that comes yep. down, and we were set up right on the edge of that yep. meadow. So they were probably they were pretty there. close right above. There was, a whole, there was another herd that we didn't know about that was... Just on the unbelievable exactly where we had planned. Like, yeah. I, like I was hoping that the, the, the herd yeah. that we were following would be there, yeah. and then we would scoop and then push them back in the meadow. That like hurts me. Yeah, that's well. No, the good news is it was, there was three separate herds in this zone that we like that nobody else is going to hunt because we're yeah. the only guys dumb enough to go over there I, unless I they like, follow us in. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, they're not. Well, but the, even yeah. even so, a lot of well, yeah. Jenny, when I say guys, I include you in that. Oh, that's not what I was looking at. You like people I was there. wondering if I could snowmobile across the river. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, if any bison I, can do it, you can send it. I do it. feel like we give ourselves the best chance by just 100%. getting off the sleds. You know, like that's totally that's how you get a bison down here. So what you're saying is, if we'd stayed set up, this is news to us that there's fresh sign. If we'd stayed set up, but that would have been like coming back to the cabin. Yep. Yeah. Three Instead hours. of coming out of the campaign crib all afternoon while Jane and I hunted? Yeah. Did we have to? <laughs> I did some <laughs> chores. a little bit of that going on. Oh, you... I also had a nap. I had a nap, too. So I'm the only person that hunted until 5 o'clock tonight. 
agenda. That's upsetting. <laughs> That's very upsetting. I, did, I had a nap this afternoon. But I think there's something to be said. So, so today, just, just for the record, I put the whole day on skis from... We got on those bison at 10 o'clock this morning, and I got, home, I got back to the sled at 5, and I, and I was following one herd, but I found two more herds right. mm. in that day. Mm. Super promising. So, so I would say that, like, even though, like, you know, the, 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 the tell is, like, cover ground on your sled till you find sign and then follow it. You can also cover ground in places that sleds can't go mm. and put your legs on it and find more animals. So, so I think we're in a better place now knowing that there's three groups of... Yeah. Yeah, you know, bison there at least, and I feel comfortable mm-hmm. going back. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable spending some more time there. Are we, we calling tomorrow Bison Day? I I, I hope so for this bison podcast. Thursday. Bison Thursday. Bison Thursday sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up top two for one on bison on Thursday. <laughs> there was some really nice shooting you know, throughout. Like I, I I was having a fun still hunt. Even though I wasn't seeing anything, but where where we were following those tracks before the river, mm-hmm. I could see like I don't know what you were seeing on the first day, as far as like following those bison in like the timber, but the shooting lanes we had were like very small and like limited in length, and maybe fifty. We were yeah, we were seeing know. like poop that was super fresh, well f- fresh enough, but we never you know you, you never yeah. saw. A, even a sliver of a bison or anything. So, I mean, it's great that up there it's like a little bit better of a shooting lanes and stuff. Definitely like that. part of it was was on. The, but what I did notice when I when I was the bison like more open country. Mm-hmm. They like more open terrain and they like they like the the the, the uh, um, cut lines and they like open meadows. So so <coughs> well, as I was following them, they they just bust right through the the thick mm-hmm. shit. And they slow right down when yeah. there's open timber. Right. And they can feed. Okay, but well you have to bust through that thick, yeah. thick stuff to find. What what I noticed today was, yeah. like, that that thick stuff, some of the stuff they're going through, it's hard for me mm. to go through. You're surprised a bison so, can fit like, through that. So, and I'm like, how does a bison get through It's a bit weird, gap? isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit weird. And well, in that, yeah. You just got to get a little bit tougher, Taylor. I think well, I just got to toughen up. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you got to think more, feel more like a bison. Think like a bison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, through it. Okay, I think I think so. I'm I'm pleased where we where we got to on this podcast. We're we're you know part two of, um, day four, day four, uh, part two of our bison podcast. So we'll we'll pick this up again, you know, tomorrow or the next day whenever we feel we got enough. Well, tomorrow uh, we might be hitting our meat. We're gonna be busy uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Where are we gonna do it? But anyways, we've got our listeners up to speed on what's happening. So thanks for listening, and we'll uh, check in again in a bit. Sounds good.